world's greatest fear Finding out the child you love so much Might not make it through the years Now the thought of spending Christmas Without him just feels wrong They've been praying for a miracle Now they're praying he can just up in the attic, brings down candles, hangs the lights on all the trees. Then the neighbors started asking, and pretty soon word got around. First it was the neighborhood, before too long they lit up that whole town. Lights, please. And they're in the same country, shepherds abiding in their field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and glory of the Lord shone around about them. Fear not, for behold, I bring you great tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born, and then stay in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there's an angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to the God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And that's what Christmas is all about.
Thank you, Jack and Celeste, for one of my favorite Christmas songs. Um, good afternoon, and thank you all for coming to our 2020 Advent by Candlelight event. This year has definitely been a year of lots of changes, but mostly with the quarantining and not being around people as much as we would like. 
When it came time to plan for this event, I'm not that short. <clears throat> we uh, talked, we knew that we wanted to make it happen, but we talked and we prayed about it, and we knew that we wanted to make it safe enough so women would feel comfortable in being able to come and celebrate with us. For those of you who have been to Advent by Candlelight in the past, you can see there's lots of changes. No tables, no fancy decorations, no delicious soups and rolls, and all the things that went along with the planning and stuff. But above all, that we, uh, we are missing those that we love to share this event with. And, but despite all these changes, nothing is changing the fact that it is still Advent season. So just because we scaled back our celebration does not mean we scale back celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior and looking forward to his coming back. So that is why we are here today. The hope of the season is to know that the coming of Christ happens amid daily life and all its struggles. We really appreciate you taking the time to attend this event. We hope you enjoy our program for today. And at this time, I would like to introduce a special friend who, through her words of wisdom, has taught us all lots through our women's Bible studies. Jody Losky is going to lead us in prayer. Hello, I am so glad that all of you can be here with us today. I always look forward to Advent by Candlelight. It's always such a special time of year. It's wonderful to have you here with us. Cindy has asked me to do a devotion and a prayer, and I have spent a lot of time pondering what to write, and I prayed that God would give me the words that I should share with all of you. Unprecedented. That is the word that we have all heard to describe 2020 over and over. A global pandemic shut down entire nations. We have had natural disasters and tensions over political and racial injustices. We are wearing masks, having toilet paper shortages, watching the news with riots. And this one is really a struggle for me, not hugging friends and family. My dear friend, Marion Rowalt, once told me, your future does not hinge on the world situation, however bad it may become. It depends on what happened 2,000 years ago at the cross and your acceptance or rejection of Jesus. So true. Do you know what else is unprecedented? The very first Christmas. Never before had a virgin given birth. To think that God would choose such a simple teenage girl to bear the chosen Messiah in a stinky manger stall in Bethlehem, and that he would announce such a birth to shepherds by a whole host of heavenly angels. Wow. The birth of Christ may have been foretold, but it took place in a way that was fully unexpected. It seemed like such a strange way to save the world. But since when does God do things in the way that we expect? We all have this idea of what Christmas should look like. Shopping, wrapping gifts, baking, decorating, putting up the tree, um, going to multiple Christmas parties with work and friends and family. I always love to go Christmas caroling, but not this year. We can still do some of these things, but it will be different than what we've become accustomed to. But maybe the very thing that would best reintroduce us 
to what Christmas really means is to have a Christmas that doesn't fall easily into what we've come to expect. This unprecedented Christmas and its Advent prelude gives us more reason to be hopeful than disillusioned. Perhaps this year, God means to liberate your Christmas from years of accumulated baggage, from the December hustle and bustle, from expectations that are too high to fulfill and running in all the directions when the direction that we should be running to is to Jesus, to worship and adore him, to be still and know that he is God, to find peace, the peace that only Jesus can give. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Perhaps this year, our Christmas can be more in tune with the surprising twists and turns of the first Christmas rather than adjusted to the ideals of our own Christmas past. We can pray for it and begin recalibrating our hearts and hopes even now as we've had to do with so many good things this year. Like the first Christmas, it can shine out all the more brightly in the darkness of these days. Let's have an unprecedented Christmas. Years from now, we may look back longingly and wish that we could go back to a Christmas time such as this. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, as we celebrate the season of Christ's birth, there's nothing that stands brighter than hope, the thrill of hope, the excitement that no matter what life brings us, we can still have hope because of that night divine, that night when our precious Savior was born in a manger, in a world where worry, not peace, prevails. Stir up that good news again. This Christmas, make it real in our hearts. Never have we needed your joy and peace more than now. And thank you for the gift of Jesus, our Emmanuel, the Word made flesh. Forgive us for forgetting that your love never changes, never fades, and that you never abandoned the purpose for which you came, to save us from our sinful condition, to give us eternal life, and to have the joy of a relationship with you, Lord. Bless all of these women here today and those listening from home. And I pray that we all have a wonderful, unprecedented Christmas, one that we will carry in our hearts and will set a precedent for us in how we celebrate future Christmases. Amen.
Thank you, girls. When we were in the planning stages of Advent, we wondered what we could do different this year since nothing was normal this year anyway. So we pondered about it and we thought of Morgan Bignall because earlier this year she had given us a message that had to do with pumpkins. And uh, we thought that maybe, just maybe, she might have a special, special message for us that had to do with Advent as well. So Morgan has agreed to talk to us about shepherds today. Thank you, Cindy. All right, do you ever find yourself sitting back after something has happened to you and you sit there and wonder, why me? It could be anything from, Lord, why me? Why do I have to do the dishes once again? Can't my husband ever help out? Or maybe, can my kids help me pick up the house? I know my mom feels that one on a spiritual level, especially with me. <laughs> All the way down to, Lord, why do I feel this heavy burden in my heart? What did I do to deserve this? I think that the shepherds would have easily related to having these thoughts as the angel, angel appeared to them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word considering what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which was just as they had been told. Would you go? Would you leave everything that is supposed to give your life purpose? Shepherd's main job was to watch over their flock from anything that could possibly harm it. It could be something with another animal, someone stealing it, or even losing one. Maybe you feel that way with your children or a parent or a friend. You would do anything to protect them because you feel like that is your job. So tell me this, if you were someone in that same situation as the shepherds would, would you go? Would you doubt God or would you go without hesitation? If I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure if I would have gone. The sinful part of me would ask, why me? Isn't there someone better? And to be honest, before I agreed to do this message, I was thinking the same question. 
because I'm just an ordinary 20-year-old girl. There has to be someone better. But that is the amazing thing about God. He chooses us because he wants us. He leads us closer to Jesus just as he did with the shepherds. God chooses us even when we feel like we are not important. Isn't that crazy to think about? How many times has he been choosing us, but we haven't been listening? What I personally love about the shepherds is the fact that they are known as nobodies. They were literally outcasts from everyone else. They definitely were nowhere close to being kings. And they are the ones that God chose to spread the message of the birth of his only son. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was expecting my first child to be born, I would Definitely probably go to someone of power, like one of the kings. But that's a beautiful part of the story. He went to people that were seen as lesser than everybody else, and he chose them to be the one to spread the message. Why do you think that God didn't choose someone in power to give the message out? I think it's because these people would have used the message in ways that God didn't intend for it to be used. I mean, these people were power hungry and mostly greedy. It's actually crazy to see that most of any sort of power lust in, that most people of any sort of power lust in the power that they have. No power is great enough and they always want more. But with the shepherds, they were content by their 24 hours, seven days a week, sheep herding responsibilities. They weren't able to pay attention to even their own needs because they were too busy tending to their flocks, which is very opposite of what the kings were doing. Kings were making sure everybody was doing things to benefit them. No wonder why they weren't chosen to be the messenger of the birth of Christ. When I think of the birth of Jesus, I think of some miraculous moment. I would definitely think that for a moment, For this moment, it would deserve a huge announcement, but it really wasn't. The shepherd's duty was to go out and tell people of the birth of Christ after they saw what God has done in bringing his only son to earth. I don't know about you, but my first choice would not be people who most likely haven't been washed and cleaned in a while. They probably smelled. And let's be real, have we ever smelled a farmer? I'm sure it smells something like that. I can only imagine that the shepherds smelled like that. So why? Why them? I say why them because I think it's something people don't really think about often. We don't really think about the Christmas season in depth that often. I mean, there's so much shopping to do. But when you sit back and truly think about what happened, it is heartwarming to think about. God had people who were just like you and me to spread his word of the birth of his only son. Like, yes, we know it's the birth of Christ, but that's about all the farther farther we ponder of the story. But it is so much better when we dig deeper. An angel appeared to a random but perfectly chosen shepherd to spread a huge birth announcement. Maybe it's because it's in their nature to take care of other things before putting their needs first. Maybe he wanted us to know that we are just like them. Maybe he knew that they were the type of people to put their full trust into something without hesitation. It truly is amazing to think about these shepherds as the first messenger of Jesus' birth. Although it may not seem like it, 
he truly went big on what he had to, or on who he chose to be his first messengers. Not because of their social status, but because of their willingness and ability to see through their own needs to spread the great news of the birth of Jesus. Next time when we think to ourselves, why me, God? I think we need to remember that he handpicked us for whatever situation is happening just as he handpicked the shepherds. He knows what he's doing when he chooses us, and that is why we need to change the thought of why me into thank you, God, for choosing me. Maybe someone, wouldn't, someone else wouldn't be able to handle the situation as well as we can, and that's what makes us different than others. What news is he telling you to spread this Christmas season? Are you listening? Or are you stuck wondering, why me, God?
I would like to thank Monica and Celeste for their awesome music today. We heard Celeste sing in church a while back, and we immediately asked her if she would be available to sing for Advent by Candlelight, and she immediately accepted. Even though she's got a bit busy schedule, we really appreciate her taking the time. And Celeste, all I had to do was tell her the songs that we wanted to sing, and she just makes it happen. So we really appreciate having these two girls at 1C. We are very blessed. It takes the gift of the whole church for us all to be the church. So this is a little bit shorter than normal for Advent by Candlelight, but um, so this, is, this comes to the end of our services today. But in your gift uh, bag that you should have gotten when you came in is a candle. If you could take that out, it's a battery candle. Just turn it on because our next song is going to be Silent Night. So Celeste and Monica will lead us in Silent Night. And we hope you'll sing with us.
Thank you once again for coming, everyone. We really appreciate it. Everyone have a Merry Christmas. Cherish the moment and the ones that you love me.
just been real nice living way up here in paradise over the atmosphere but i can't stay long gotta make my way i'm leaving heaven today you see the world is dark and it needs a light i'm gonna hang a star in the eastern sky so everybody's gonna know where i touch down i'm leaving heaven right now 